Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 286. 286, yes, and I'm Zoner. I'm Zook. We're all over the place tonight. It's been one of those nights. It has, and you sounded very confused by the numbering system. Well, I, I just suddenly realized I typically have tried to switch over to saying another episode so I wouldn't have to think of it beforehand. Uh huh. And I failed this time. That's okay. You did okay. You got numbers out, and I, I failed I got, this podcast. I got your back. You know, you disappointed me a little bit, but nothing that we can't move past. Nothing we haven't had to deal with before. <laughs> exactly. Hey, shout out to our friends over at trekradio.net, kryptonradio.com, openbookaudio.com, WP Cycle Web Hosting, Radio KSCR, Geek Factor Radio, and and Lisa Foyles, who wrote back to us even though we made inappropriate comments. Yeah, that was an interesting email. I fully did not expect a response, but Lisa being the cool chick that she is, took it all in stride and was very cool. Yeah, Zoner was just being a perv on her. No, I wasn't. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Hey, we I, have feedback from last week. We're just going to go right over that. Let's just, uh, yeah, so are you saying you're breaking out the sausage? I'm breaking <laughs> out the sausage. Not for Lisa, though, for Kyle. Oh. oh. We have feedback from Kyle. Uh, he says, hey, guys, from your last show about Reddit and the uh, Democratic Republic of North Korea, I don't think this photo is of a young woman using a computer is really from North Korea. There are several red flags I noticed. Yes, you are correct that it's the, at least the monitor is not even on, but I want you to look at a few other things. One, she has a mirror in the background, not a small one, a seemingly large floor-to-ceiling one in her home, no less. Two, the desk she is using is a very modern design type, glass and steel, not something one would guess to see in a country so heavily against Western things. Three, she's using an American brand PC. Looking at the tower, it looks to be a Dell. Granted, the whole setup appears to be quite old, but it still appears to be an American one. Four, she has a bass booster for her speakers. You'll notice the regular speakers have been placed on the upper shelf and then a bass boost on the main desk. What music video things must she be watching that requires a bass boost? Five, the mouse pad. The mouse pad is not playing. It actually appears to be Mickey Mouse. And six, the chair. Again, this appears to be more of a modern design materials. Seven, her clothes. If this was such a good follower of the dear leader, then wouldn't she be wearing the plain pantsuit too? And eight, the plastic bin on the desk. First, are they even allowed plastic there? And second, if they are, I don't think such a bright green color like that would be allowed. Um, so I misunderstood Kyle's feedback when he first wrote this. I thought he was saying that someone else was faking that this was a North Korean photo. Now, for those who aren't aware, this is the photo that was in the show notes for last week's episode. Right, right. We um, talked about it as well on the show. Yeah. I, I thought he was trying to say that someone on Reddit pulled up this picture and tried to claim it was of North Korea, and we're just sitting here going, ah, ha, ha, look how stupid they are, look at North Korea. No, and, and I kind of went to bat for it, and it turns out I misunderstood. He was actually saying that this is not a typical North Korean. This is a posed photo from North Korea. That that's not actually a person's real home. That's not their normal computer setup. She probably doesn't know what she's doing. She's just acting. Acting. To which I'd say, okay, yeah, probably. Yeah. You know, though, he 
Kyle lived in Germany shortly after, um, well, not too shortly after, but, but after the Berlin Wall came down. And so he's got some firsthand experience with these types of um, situations where countries are completely deprived. Um, so yeah, it's I can kind of I can kind of see where he's coming from, and I totally get what he's saying. So yeah, totally get it, totally get it. Hmm. Um. Now, really, we'll never know <laughs> because glorious leader won't let us know. I, I I think it's very unlikely that uh, that's a typical user because, as we all know, North Korea is Apple territory. Oh, you didn't know that? I I was not aware. Oh yeah, Glorious Leader is a huge Apple fan. Is he huge? Oh yeah, there's pictures in his war room uh, and him on uh, everywhere. He likes his MacBook. He has this huge iMac on his desk. He's a huge Apple fan. So much so that he wants to move North Korea's computers, what few they have, away from Windows, and he wants them to build it on their – he wants to install their own homemade OS that looks like a Mac OS knockoff. Interesting. Yeah. I was not aware of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this great picture that you can find of the North Korea's war room where they have this detailed plan up on the wall of how they're going to bombard the West Coast of America and decimate it. And on his desk is an iMac. And it's like, I don't think you're going to be able to upgrade to the newest, latest model if you do that. Well, yeah, that's a good point. Now, you sent a photo to me. I'm not sure if it was it was to Kyle as well or not. But it showed, it kind of showed what's up with like an actual, was it Pyongyang, the a computer lab from there. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting. You pointed out the fact that not a single one of the computer monitors were the same. Right. A bunch it's of, from an actual computer lab and all the computers are different. Yeah. A bunch of CRTs. And I mean, they've got some good ones, ViewSonic, a few others, but they were, I mean, giant CRTs and not a one was, I mean, they were all unique. I thought that was fascinating. I I thought it was fascinating how in this computer lab, they were teaching people how to draw the North Korean flag in MS paint on windows XP. Right. Yeah. Very awesome. Mm -hmm. Very awesome. Thanks for the feedback there. Um, uh, We have other feedback from rough who uh, wrote, he didn't really so much write, uh, a normal novel like he usually does. He says, Zook, you mentioned air gap security in passing in episode 285. Did you see this article? And he sends a link to uh, one at Wired where researchers were able to hack an air gapped computer using a simple cell phone. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I did not see that article. You know, I'm not a huge fan of Wired uh, primarily because they need a TLDR version of their site. I mean, their articles are just so freaking long. I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. Now, um, so I, I'm, I'm kind of fielding through this article right now. I read it before, but I, I'm afraid I didn't really pay much attention to it. Because it's it tur- so long. It's going to take you like 20 minutes just to skim it. Yeah. So <laughs> it turns out that this, uh, this hack makes use of a feature phone. It's not even a smartphone. It's a feature phone. Um, which is to say, not 
smart, a dumb phone. I don't know why we call them feature phones. Because they lack features. But the idea is, is that you place the phone. It doesn't even have to be in the room. It just has to be close enough to a wall or close enough to the computer itself that it can sit there and listen to radio frequency signals sent from the video card to the monitor. Okay. To which I say, okay, I think the hacker deserves it at that point. I think you got to give it to him. Yeah, you know, if they're able to do that kind of stuff, then they do deserve some points. Uh, it's like, look, I I thought I firewalled my computer pretty well. You know, I set my security up on my router, but this guy managed to find a way to tunnel into my home. He came up through my drain one night. He, he robbed, he, he actually then copied the contents of my computer to a flash drive before shimming back down through the storm drain out back. I think he just wanted it more. I think we just let him have it. You know, sometimes you kind of just want to do that. If they've worked so hard, you got to reward that effort. Yeah. Just saying. That's why Hacks Honor is so good, you know, because... you don't care? Well, because, you know, if, if they've worked hard, why not? Everyone else has stolen my identity. Why shouldn't these people? You know the worst thing about Hacks Honor? <laughs> is it, it's it, contagious? It's all being outsourced, you know? What happened to the good old days when we got hacked by good old American hackers? I know. None of this Russian or Chinese outsourcing. They're taking our illicit, illegal jobs. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> That's why we need a strong president to bring the hacking deficit down. Or bring the hackers back to America. Yes. We're losing American hackers to Russia. No, didn't you hear? Didn't you watch the debates? Evidently, Russia doesn't hack at us. It's just one big, fat, 400-pound guy at a computer. Yeah, as he infiltrates the cyber. Yeah. I didn't know the cyber was a thing, but apparently the cyber is real. Hey, listen, he, he studied for this debate. You could tell. He watched all of Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> okay thank you for your feedback if you want to let us know what you're thinking uh we will read it on the air uh for better or for worse write us at feedback at stolendroids.com or give us a call 801-917-GEEK on to our headlines and our first one is kind of funny our headlines by the way are a mess so we might be doing some editing here on the air on the fly <laughs> producing it's producing not editing Sure. So, No Man's Sky, is that the one we're talking about? That is the one we're talking about. Man, when I saw the trailers for this, and I saw the videos, and I heard what the concept was, I was so mad that, one, my computer couldn't play it very well, two, I didn't have a PS4 to play it on, and three, it wasn't on Xbox, and four, I was broke anyway. It just, it, the video, if you're not familiar with what this was, the idea was that it would procedurally generate new planets it's a science fiction game you could fly around you could explore planets you could set up resources on them and the computer just had an algorithm that it would use to randomly generate new planets and new experiences and new creatures and life and everything and you could go and name it and explore as big as you wanted or as little as you wanted you could meet up with friends and see their planets you could engage in battles it was like everything that's right with Eve Online, with Minecraft, with Grand Theft Auto. It just looked incredible. And the release has been less than stellar. 
Um, you might remember we talked about, what was it? Like a week or two after the game came out, how Steam was issuing refunds. Like two weeks after playing, some dude had like 80 hours into the game or something. And they were refunding his money. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it didn't even matter if you had, uh, if you had been playing it for months or had logged 70 hours in the game, I guess it hasn't been out for months, so it can't. No. Yeah. Days. That's what is editing. it normally like two days? Yeah. Uh, that, that's editing right there. But uh, they were still giving refunds. Well, in the UK now, the ASA, uh, which is the Advertising Standards Authority, has announced that they are now investigating No Man's Sky for fraud. Yeah, this is this is interesting. False advertising. And they've basically come up with a list of their findings uh, with the discrepancies uh, between the advertised game and the actual game. And, I mean, this is some crazy stuff. The size of creatures, flowing water, the UI, I mean, space combat, store page. I mean, there's they're getting pretty nitpicky here on some of this stuff. Well, I think the big problem was... I. When we talked about this before, Zoner already alluded to that, but when we talked about it, we had also talked about talked about the fact that this game got way overhyped. Big and time. I don't know I don't know who did that. I don't know if it was the developer who did it or the publisher who sent it out there or what happened, but somewhere along the way someone said, Hey, wouldn't it be great if we showed them everything we wanted to do? And not necessarily everything that currently existed. Yep. And so the hype train just went off the rails. It was huge. Everyone wanted to see this. It was just going to be the next big thing. And then it launched, and it was Gmail beta. Things didn't exist. (laughs) Things didn't quite work. Things weren't even there. A lot of coming soons. Yeah, and that, that would piss me off as a consumer. If I had bought No Man's Sky... Uh, I would be pissed off because, you know, it's like when I bought SimCity 5, when I pre-ordered that. I expected one thing, namely a game that was playable, and I received something else, namely a game that was not playable. And, you know, it it was, I, I, I can I can relate to these guys. I know exactly what they're talking about here. Now, the nitpicky things you're mentioning, you know, the size of creatures, you know, um, flowing water, that speaks to graphics that simply got changed. And if they had simply put in the videos that these are still demos or this does not represent final product, that would be one thing. But then there's things like the store page just plain missing. It's not even there. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting because some of this stuff, and I get it, it's a game, it's in development, things are going to change. Uh, like you said, all you got to do is throw a may not represent final product on the video, and you're you're covered. But things like the store page, I mean, that's major functionality there that's that's missing. So, yeah, kind of kind of sucks for these guys. I'm very interested to see how this all ends up shaking out over the next few months just because of the fact that this has been kind of a bad launch. There's been a lot of problems with it, and I'm wondering if there's going to be some precedent set here 
for other games that are going forward. I would imagine so. I'm honestly wondering if maybe Steam is thinking about scaling back their indie launch titles. Because this is always going to be a problem with any any game launch, but especially with indies. With games from smaller developers or newer developers. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that that's true. I mean, there's so much fluidity there that can happen. It's it's a lot harder for a company like EA to advertise a bunch of features, show footage of a bunch of features, and then just completely obliterate those features. Just because you say that, but EA tends to do that anyway. They do, but it's kind of like the whole dinosaur media compared to internet new media they're so big and lumbering they just it takes them forever to do anything whereas these these small companies it's like just bam 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 we got to get it out so if that makes any sense i mean that's no i gotcha i'm i'm still following okay good didn't want to lose you there thanks um hey moving into hp news and this was something we talked about last week and uh, so I guess we're kind of following up now. We talked about how HP was sending out firmware updates to their printers that disabled the use of third-party print cartridges or toner cartridges. Yeah. Or both, actually. And we were kind of on the fence about this. Uh, just a quick recap. I am one. I'm one. I'm against any company sending out firmware updates that somehow suddenly limit the use of the product you bought. Yes. In no particular way. I hate that. For no particular reason, I should say. But on the flip side of that, most third-party cartridges are of lesser quality and have a higher tendency to damage the printer. And so if they were just legitimately trying to protect themselves from liability, I can understand the reasoning. Still went about it the wrong way, but it makes a bit more sense. You know, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. You know, I'm okay. I'm okay with with limiting functionality like that if it's made very clear before. Yeah, doing it doing it in the still of night not cool. The problem is too is that it's not a. This isn't a great analogy, but I'm going to use it anyway. Let's say you went out and you bought a car, and. You know, the gas, gas is expensive, so you don't really want to use gas. So you've just been filling up the tank with cooking sherry, which, by the way, I think is more expensive per gallon than gas, but just bear with me here, okay? And putting cooking sherry into the car is going to make it explode. It's going to just, it's, it's bad all around. So on the next model, your car company brings out a new model of filler cap that doesn't allow you to put cooking sherry in. It doesn't even fit. It only accepts gasoline. We would consider that a safety feature, right? That's a good thing. Protect people from being stupid and putting cooking sherry into their car. And everyone would be on board with that. Everyone would be all for that. The problem with this analogy and the problem with this entire thing is that in this case, HP is the company and instead of a, instead of a car, it's a printer, but there's a conflict of interest because HP doesn't just make the car slash printer here. They also make the toner slash gas and they're making you buy their gas. So 
Anyway, they got a huge backlash from this and have said, okay, fine, we will restore that ability, but we may, we reserve the right to reinforce it in the future. And, you know, one of the reasons that they did this was because they didn't want the customers to have a diminished experience. Although, uh, I should say that's one of the reasons why they said they did it. I think it honestly comes down to dollars. Oh, totally comes down to dollars. But, you know, this this article we've linked to actually shows an image uh, that they got from PC World, which is a print comparison uh, between a Lexmark X3470 using Lexmark Ink and then Cartridge World Ink. And there is a very noticeable difference between the two uh images in terms of quality and so there is something to be said for that but i really think it all just boils down to they were trying to make an extra buck indeed Uh, it's not just an extra buck either if you um i've had to buy many a uh many a printer for different companies i've worked for and something i found is the cheaper the printer the more expensive the toner they want to make that money back up on the toner and the uh, ink Yes. Oh, what? This is a $30 printer? It's going to cost me $100 every two weeks to fill it with ink? It's just cheaper to throw it out and buy a new printer. It really is. My wife didn't like that reasoning, though. She's like, this is not acceptable. Why do you buy a printer and then go buy a new printer when it runs out of ink? Because it's cheaper. Yeah, she didn't like that, so we ended up buying a laser printer. Yeah, that's exactly why we did as well. We've had that discussion, I think, like a year ago. Yeah, probably. Okay, um, into some exciting Google news. Exciting, mildly confusing as well. There's a rumor about that is no longer a rumor. Like, this went from rumor to all but confirmed this week. Went through the mill very quickly. There's a new product coming on the horizon called Google Wi-Fi. I wonder what it could be. Probably Wi-Fi from Google. That's a good guess. I know, right? I love it when they actually start naming things the way that makes sense. So Google previously had a home Wi-Fi system called OnHub. Schmitty has one. From my understanding, he loves it. But it didn't sell well, and it was lacking some features. It seemed only half done. There's actual ports on the back of the thing that don't work. Because it was never finished. Really? Yeah, there's like a USB port on the back that doesn't do anything, um, and it won't until they assign it a function, but they've never assigned it a function. It's 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 well done. Well, they have a new system coming out called Google Wi-Fi, and it's going to cost $129, which is a ton cheaper than the OnHub. Yes. But it has one extra little feature here. Mesh Wi-Fi, Mesh Wireless is all the rage right now. Zoner, you have the Eero, uh-huh. and we've previously talked about them, and we've talked about Luma, where you have multiple wireless devices that all talk to each other and create a wireless mesh over the house. Google Wi-Fi is going to be built the same way. So each unit is $129, and as you get different units, they all start talking to each other, and they create a wireless mesh for your home. Which That's is brilliant. brilliant. I yeah. I I love. I'll I've said it before. I'll say it again. I love my Eero. I've got three units. I never have Wi-Fi issues in my home anymore. Yeah. See, and I have 
I have an enterprise setup that I, I built myself. I only have two units. It probably cost more in the long run. Because uh, just the way I had to build it out, it probably costs more, but I believe it's more capable. But man, it takes a lot more knowledge, a lot more setup, and a lot more upkeep than something like this. Yes. So this is a good thing in the long run. Here is my problem with it. How long is Google going to support it? That is my question. You know, I was talking to a coworker when this was announced or when this news started coming out. And I said, I really like the idea and I'm very nervous, you know, that Google's going to go in and start buying up maybe Eero or Luma and implementing their technology into this. Not because I don't trust Google, but because how long does Google keep their hardware out there for? I mean, the Chromecast is the longest lived hardware, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, and if, uh, if any, if history is any indication, they don't support it for very long. No, you might get two or three months of support if that, and it's going to be half baked when it comes out to begin with, I think. So I am not very excited for this. I think it's a cool concept. I like to see that other people are getting into the, into the mesh Wi-Fi arena because competition only drives better product. But I don't know that I don't know that I I fully trust Google on on anything hardware related at this point. Yeah. Um and that's not to say they won't they'll screw it up and that they won't do well. Uh truly they they may knock it out of the park, but I'm not going to get this when it first comes out. Oh no, this thing's got to be out. Schmidty's not going to cuz he's still trying to work off the his 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 investment in the OnHub. And see, when they came out with the OnHub I kind of expected that 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 this is what the OnHub would be. Right. I, I really expected that at the time, but it wasn't. And yeah, the OnHub is, I mean, OnHub is dead now, I guess. It didn't have a very long life. No, it didn't. Although it was longer than the Nexus Q. Oh, too soon, man. Too soon. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Okay. Um, there's some more information on it here in the show notes. Check it out. Turns out that this thing has been the worst kept industry secret, but no one has been able to say anything on it yet until the embargo was lifted just this last week. So there's plenty of facts about it out there if you're interested. But uh, if you get one, let us know what you think, because we're not going to get one. Yeah. that's Yeah, I I'd be interested to try it. But I don't think that it's a long-term investment for me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's talk terrorist phones. Not just phones. <laughs> let's start uh, with the phones. Then we can talk about washing machines. So Samsung has been having some problems with the Galaxy Note Kaboom. Okay. And they've swapped them out, and everyone's saying, okay, well, they had some problems, but the uh, the recall is going as planned now. Half the recalls in the U.S. are done. Uh, things are going well. You know, we're just going to forget this ever happened. It'd be a lot better if the replaced phones weren't also exploding. Yeah, one of the, one of the updated phones in China caught fire. 
And I think it's interesting that Samsung is now saying that the replacement, pro- the problems with the replacements are completely unrelated to the batteries. It's like, oh, awesome. There's another reason? Yeah, yeah. This is not good for Samsung. This is not good at all. And now, I, I thought we had this in the show notes. Maybe we don't. But Samsung washing machines are also exploding. It's like... I, I kind of hope my Samsung fridge explodes because I really hate that thing with a passion. I hate that thing. It makes me wonder if the manufacturing that Samsung has been using for everything has just had to be cut way back in order to keep their profits. Um, Could be. Because that's the only way to explain why everything they make is suddenly failing. Yeah, I mean, it's Samsung could be considered a terrorist organization at this point with as many bombs as they're putting out there. Well, not to make light, but Korean-made products have always kind of had that air of unreliability about them. Back in the day, my very first car was a Hyundai Excel five-door, right? And when anyone ever knew that that was my car. The very first thing they all said was, be careful. That thing hits a hundred thousand miles. The engine just self destructs. It never made a hundred thousand miles. I got T-boned. It got towed away, but everything Korean until only 10, 15 years ago, even was be careful. You can't rely on them. Yeah. I had a Kia and I spent, in the nine months that I had that car, I spent twice in repairs what I paid for the car. Did you pay like $15? I wish. I wish. Yeah, it was it was absurd. I finally just said, no, I'm not doing this anymore. And of course, it took me a little longer because, you know, I'm stupid sometimes. But Yeah, so, I mean, now obviously washing machines, cars, phones all made by different plants, all made by different, in this case, made by different companies too. But I just kind of wonder if we're starting to see history repeat itself. With Korea? Mm-hmm. Maybe they outsource the shipping to, or the manufacturing to North Korea. And I mean, as we learned last week, they don't even know how to turn their computer monitors on. So maybe that's what we're dealing with here. <laughs> Oh, a, a battery. Yes, uh, a battery is a source of energy. So we put a carrot in there because don't you feel more energetic when you eat a carrot? <laughs> Who doesn't? Who we put doesn't? lava. Oh, man. That's why they get so hot because they're lava powered. Exactly. Um, this is exciting news. Mm-hmm. Blackberry. Now, it's, it's funny because... When this happened, when this headline dropped, I saw it very first thing in the morning on my feeds. I'm like, ha, 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 and I'm just laughing. And throughout the day, I got tagged no less than four times by people. Oh, my gosh, did you read this? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I read this. I read it on the wall four freaking years ago. Uh, Yeah, yeah, we've been calling this for a while now. I, I've seen a couple different reports. One is saying that they're not going to do phones at all anymore. 
And the one that we've linked to here from the BBC says they're not going to design their own phones. They're no longer doing the hardware for their phones. Um, I saw something that said they're going to start using companies like Alcatel. Well, they already do. Their most recent one was built by Alcatel. Yeah, I've was that the Priv? No, no, it's the weird D three fifty whatever designation oh, one. Oh, that's right, that's right. But you know, I'm very familiar with Alcatel. I've done a lot of work with Alcatel in their product development over the years. This is a match made in heaven right here. It's like you got one flaming turd and you're just taking some gas and pouring it onto it. It's just going to be so entertaining to watch. It's like, oh, you guys make dumpsters? Well, we put things on fire. <laughs> I think we have some real synergy here. We have a chance for some real synergy with our companies working together. Let's be bold. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is this is going to be entertaining. So. Now, I, I think that BlackBerry has nothing to lose by just getting out of the mobile business entirely. In fact, I'm fairly certain we've said things to that effect many, many times. Um but it will be interesting to see if they, for some reason, think that they can still partner with another hardware manufacturer and continue to make their own phones. Well, you know, we've talked about them licensing their BlackBerry software and, you know, just focusing on their software, which seems to be their strong suit at this point. We know it's not their hardware. We know it's not their ability to sell things, considering the millions of units they have sitting in warehouses. But it's that's really sad when their software is horrible, their OS is unusable. Yeah, and it's and that's, still their strong. That's point. their strong point. Yeah, and so you know we've talked about that, and and they finally have started to come around to our way of thinking, our suggestions. Someone in Waterloo has been listening. Uh, is it Waterloo? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is going to be interesting to see what happens. You know, we kind of gave up on predicting the demise of BlackBerry a few years ago because they're they're the cockroach of the tech world. But somebody may have let off a bug bomb here. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's jump here into something else we called. Uh, this is actually like our last headline here on the list, but I'm going to skip forward to it. Facebook video. I came out against this. Well, pretty much the week it was announced because Facebook says that a video is viewed after it's only played for about three seconds, which is interestingly enough about the amount of time that it takes you to stop it once it auto plays. Right. Just scrolling down your feed, it auto plays for about three seconds, which means quickly scrolling down your feed, you have watched, quote unquote, every video in it which gives them the possibility of really inflating their numbers. And I said that. I used those exact words when I said, oh, you know, these numbers that you, that Facebook is releasing saying that this many videos have been watched and more people are watching videos on them than on YouTube or anywhere else. I'm like, this is just crap. Yeah, so... Um, it was kind of fraudulent, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that was the word I used. Well, it turns out the rest of the business world has caught on and... Oh my gosh, Facebook has been exaggerating their numbers. Their videos aren't being watched nearly as much. I wonder if people knew about this. I wonder if marketers and advertisers have been getting overcharged. I, I, yes, they have. 
<laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. The funniest thing about our job here, Zoner, is that we don't have any kind of strange inside knowledge. You do occasionally because of previous jobs you've held and, and beta tests that you used to run. And I've I've actually, you know, it's funny because on those ones where I have a lot of knowledge, I'll generally shut my mouth because I don't want to violate NDAs or anything like that. Right, right. And I, I think it's funny because I remember one night you Schmitty was here and you and he were talking about something and I was just sitting there quietly and you sent me a message that, you're working on this, aren't you? <laughs> yes, yes, I am. So. Yeah. But it's just funny to me because we don't, by and large, have more information than anyone else. It just seems that most people don't look up this information or don't read it or anything like this. We didn't like hack into Facebook servers to know that that's how they viewed their their video viewing numbers. They announced it when they announced the service. Yeah. It's just weird to me that... You know, I, th- I, I think we're just really good at putting two and two together. We look between the lines. I'm cynical enough with the media that I immediately distrust whatever they say. I thought we were the media. We are, which I don't believe us. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, when I see a headline out there or when somebody comes out with a press release, I'm very skeptical of what of what they're actually trying to say. And I I try and look at it from other angles. And what are they really what are they really doing here? Right. And I, I think that you do that as well. And I think that that's why we're calling this stuff six, eight months, a year ahead of the fact or when it actually becomes known facts. I don't know. We, we have an uncanny track record though. It's ridiculous. Indeed. Well, and enough tooting our own horns here. Let's go back on to bashing Facebook some more. Um, so censorship and Facebook bad we've, track record there. We've talked about that a lot lately. It seems. Yeah. Well, Facebook went and censored, Two more places, this time Palestinian news sources, actual verified news channels, and shut down access to the editors for the back end. So they couldn't log into the admin section. Yeah. And when called out on it, they said, well, why did you do this? And Facebook's sitting there going, I don't know. And then couldn't restore access for at least 24 hours. Yeah, this is weird. At least. I'm going to give credit here, but it's a really low bar that they've cleared. At least they didn't say, oh, we're sorry. There was a technical glitch. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't do that because I'm tired of that excuse. I'm so tired of that. I think after, I think having two weeks in a row, having Middle Eastern journalists censored would start to become noticeable. I think they felt that they couldn't get away with that. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Um, Zuckerberg's Jewish, isn't he? Is this just well, his dislike for the Palestine? I mean. Did I say Palestine or did I say Pakistan? You, said, Pal- you said Palestinian. 
Okay, excellent. I think it's late. We've had a long, a long, long day. But it is possible, and it has been brought up that they may have triggered an automatic sensor for posting anti-Jewish or you know anti-Semitic images or headlines or news sources. And that right there is a very fine line because there's a difference between anti-Semitic and the point of view that is opposite. Yes. Um, the, the picture of Hillary on a pile of cash with a star of David, that's considered anti-Semitic. Okay. A news article saying Israeli troops have just walked into this neighborhood and have shut it down. That's not anti-Semitic, despite the fact it paints the Israeli defense force in a negative light. But it's possible, and people are speculating that just the same, it may have triggered a uh, a sensor because of that. Yeah, that, that's interesting, though. Facebook's if Facebook wants to be a, considered a legitimate news source, they've got to knock off this censoring crap. I mean, they've got they've got a really bad track record the last few weeks here. Mm-hmm. It Indeed. is not good. It is not good. Um, let's go into something that's just kind of tangentially related to Facebook, and that is the founder of Oculus Rift or Oculus. Well, is yeah, it I, Oculus Rift? Is that the name of the company, or is it just Oculus? Um, I don't know. I don't know, and I've stopped. I've stopped <laughs> caring. I'm not going to buy. As well. I'm not going to buy one, so I don't care. <laughs> okay, but, so Palmer dude, Lucky, which is a cool name, by the way. Indeed, um, even if he's a colossal douche, he founded Oculus, the company that made the Oculus Rift. And instantly became kind of Silicon Valley's poster child, you know. Uh, we really wanted to like him. He, Oh, man, it's just a young guy. He's just like us. And they made this great product. And isn't it wonderful? And isn't it awesome? And what the crap? He just sold it to Facebook and left? Yeah. So, okay. It's not a crime to build something sell it for a ton of money and get out of the business. It's not. In fact, I'd say that's the American dream. Yeah. I mean, it seems to be the new American dream at least. However, there were problems suddenly when people said, well, how could you just leave this with Facebook? What are they going to do with it? And his attitude was, I don't care. Screw you guys. I just got out. I just got my money and I'm out. Yeah. Um, well, that rubs some people the wrong way. And then the lawsuits started coming out where it, it, they allege that, one, he screwed over his partners in the company to get the money himself. Two, he may have infringed on a patent and a few different ideas and stolen the design for the Oculus Rift in the first place. And now, three, it turns out that not only is he pro-Donald Trump, which, again, isn't a crime... But you know all those really annoying pro-Trump memes that you've been seeing on Facebook and Reddit and freaking everywhere? Yeah. They're coming from him. 
Oh, really? So um, he's just sitting in his basement writing dank memes all night? Well, no, he has, they, they've created a Reddit, a subreddit, uh, which by the way, they used to, uh, to advertise that they have taken over Reddit, that they have taken over Reddit in the name of Donald Trump. No, that's called a subreddit. <laughs> there's a oh. subreddit for boiling pasta. It doesn't mean that pasta's taken over Reddit. It just means there's a subreddit. I, I, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. It seems so. That's it breaks awesome. my head. But okay, so whatever, subreddit. Again, not a crime. But he's been then using this subreddit and using the group he's been building to quote unquote they, they call it um crap posting. That's that's not actually the word they use. You can you can figure it out. But they want to create these memes because quote crap posting is powerful and meme magic is real. So that picture of Hillary on the bed of cash with the Star of David, we're talking about that. Nice. I think I may hate this guy. Yeah, pro- probably. I've never been a big fan of his, but yeah, there. I mean, the whole Oculus Rift thing, the way that that all shook out, made me really lose a lot of what. If I even had any respect for this guy, it was gone at that point. Just his whole attitude about it. But now, I mean, finding out that he's just kind of trolling the internet. And he says he's not even voting for Trump. He's voting Libertarian. So that would, I guess, be Gary Johnson. What's really funny is uh, his Reddit account is now deleted. Oh, is it? Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense, because if he conquered Reddit, how can you even delete the, the... doesn't Reddit now like collapse in on itself without his account there to run it? That is probably true. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's move into some other really weird business decisions with social media. This one kind of makes me sick to my stomach and I don't know why, but it turns out Disney's in talks about buying Twitter. I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, I, 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 it makes a lot of sense. Does it? From Can you Disney. explain that to me? Well, because you look at Disney. They own they own cable networks. They own TV networks. They own movie studios, theme parks. They don't really have a social media platform. You know, they don't have a huge presence on the web. Yeah, there's Disney.com and there's Disney kids or whatever i don't know they've got their websites but when i'm thinking about walt disney and the internet i'm not really thinking about walt disney company and the internet and so it kind of makes sense that they would try and and get their foot in the door there and twitter's twitter's there why not see and that feels like the major reason why not yeah which doesn't make sense that's not usually disney's mo you know, when they bought Lucasfilm, they had a specific reason for it. When they bought Marvel, they had a specific reason for it. ABC, same thing. ESPN, yes, folks, they own ESPN. Yes, they do. I mean, they have reasons for it. And and you're right. People say Disney, oh, great, they're going to slap Mickey Mouse onto it. That's not always what they do. Sometimes they just leave it be and they just make money off of it. Again, look at ESPN. Now, I mean... but 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 Twitter... Twitter can't make money for itself. 
No. But Disney, I mean, Disney makes more money than God. I mean, Disney, like, they just roll out of bed and they make money. They don't even have to try. And so maybe they would be the ones that could make Twitter profitable. But you think about it. Disney is very, very safe in a lot of different things uh, regarding political correctness. They, I mean, they have shows on ABC, you know, Modern Family. There's a few others that a lot of people would say have questionable content. But they're pretty safe in terms of the current political correctness landscape. You look at what people on ESPN say. You, I mean, they fired Rush Limbaugh a few years ago for saying something on a NFL pregame show uh, that was not politically correct. And it makes me wonder if they buy Twitter. I mean, Twitter's already trying to be very politically correct with stuff. We've talked about some of that. Is Twitter going to be just become like thought police constantly after you? I don't know if that's going to be so much. I think, and I'm looking more at this, and I think you and I may have been approaching this from the wrong angle. What if it's not that they're after Twitter for the actual tweeting capability? but instead more live streams because Twitter does that now. And I don't understand why Twitter is involved in that. That doesn't make sense to me at all. I I don't, I don't understand why Facebook's involved in it. I don't know why there's a live stream tab now on my mobile Facebook app and why everyone is now showing up in it. But that's not the point. The point is, is that let's look at it. They own ESPN. They own ABC. They own all these different places. They don't want to deal with Hulu in case in the fact of, ESPN, they can't deal with Hulu. They try and push things out on their own digital media platform, but if they could use Twitter's live streaming capability instead, which Twitter tried to do with the NFL and Major League Baseball, yeah, maybe maybe that's why they're looking at it. Less and, of a social network and more of a digital distribution. And that makes a lot of sense to me. I, I don't I don't think you're wrong on that. It doesn't make a lot of sense as to why Twitter's doing that, but... Yeah, I don't understand why Twitter is broadcasting games on Thursday night, but hey, whatever, more power to them. Yeah. Um, We are running low on time, so let's just start busting through this, shall we? Um, Snapchat, another social network, if you can call it that, is releasing some glasses. I don't know why. And if you walk up to me and you're wearing these, I'll probably take them off your face and break them. And slap you around a little bit. They're called spectacles. Which you will be a spectacle if you wear them. I, I don't know if people remember why Snapchat first became famous. Wasn't it so you could send pics of your junk and have it deleted 30 seconds later? Yeah. So it's kind of like the Kim Kardashian of social networks got famous for sexual stuff and now it's just kind of out there and nobody can get rid of it. Yeah. So, Is Snapchat the herpes of social networks? Well, yes, I would say that. Now, here's the problem, okay? Uh, and I know we said we'd go by this really fast, but we can't help it here. Google Glass had a camera on there. Oh, my gosh, are you just taking pictures of me? No. You know, the battery doesn't last that long. It's not its main purpose. It can't actually store anything on board. Um the camera was there to interface with the heads-up display, right? It had many purposes. Yes. These things, 
No, they only have one purpose, and it's to take pictures of you or record you. And it looks ridiculous. It looks ridiculous. The whole reason people have that, it's everything that Google Glasses wasn't. It wasn't a person basically holding their camera phone out at you at all times. This is. That that is exactly what this is. Oh, goodness. Screw you, Snapchat. Um, I don't understand. I'm in a mood tonight. (laughs) Yeah, you kind of are. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, Into, well, this one, actually. Plex. We love Plex. Plex is a media server, if you don't know what it is. And I won't go into details about it. But needless to say, it requires a computer to be running full time on your home network and be properly set up. And it's not the easiest thing in the world. It's not the most difficult either. You don't need to be a a pro to be able to set it up, but it does take quite a bit of work to get up and running. Well, a major hurdle just got taken out of that because you can now run Plex on Amazon web services. So you just install like Amazon drive on your computer. You drag your media to that. And then the cloud based Plex installation will do the rest for you. Which is just awesome. Yes. Unless you happen to pirate your movies. At which point <laughs> you may not want to use it. it, it yeah. Um, just a heads up. If I need to explain why to you, you haven't been paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. See, I worry about stuff. Like, say I bought a video from... from uh, google and i upload it to amazon you know i still worry about oh well you know this didn't come from us so it must be pirated i still worry about that i'm super paranoid yeah so um this one will give you reason for that paranoia uh motorola is going through another massive layoff which is funny because i didn't know anyone still worked for motorola yeah they're like cutting half the jobs like more than half I, I'm I'm not really trying to be glib about it, but the fact is is that first Motorola Mobility was bought up by Google, uh, which I thought they just fully absorbed the workforce. Then they sold it all to Lenovo, to which I thought they then got rid of the entire workforce. So to hear that they're going through massive layoff, I thought everyone was already gone. Yeah. Yeah, come as a surprise to me too, but... Our last headline is kind of exciting, actually. Google is introducing the Pixel 3 laptop. At least that's the rumor. Uh, we talked last week about how they're doing away with the Nexus brand for all phones, and they're just bringing out the uh, the Pixel. Well, the Pixel was originally a Chromebook, and the Pixel 2 was another Chromebook. And I've discussed how stupid they are in the past, and Schmitty's defended them, and you were ambivalent either way. Well, they're bringing out, supposedly, allegedly, the Pixel 3, and it's going to be running a whole new OS called Andromeda, which is, at its core, a cross between Chrome OS, like the Chromebooks run, and Android. I'm excited for this. I'd be more excited if it wasn't so freaking expensive, and here's why. Um, My phone that runs Android can do more than a Chrome OS browser can. I can run apps on it, full-on games. I can run Office on it. I can run all sorts of different applications that mimic or have actual real-world use. Way more than a Chromebook can do. So, in that way, it'd be like 
a true hybrid laptop, tablet, phone, everything all at once. You can do everything you need on a bigger screen that lasts longer. If only it didn't cost $500. Wait, is that even the right number? Let me pull it back up here. I feel like I'm, <laughs> well, no, I feel like I'm aiming low now. Just making stuff up. Let's do right. that. It's $5,000. $50,000. Oh, uh, I $799. Was wrong. $799. Yeah, $800. $800. People, for $800, buy yourself a laptop and a tablet. Yeah. That is true. If they could do this and they could do it for $250, perfect value. Great value. If they could do it for $300, okay. Okay. If they could even do it for $400, um, well, you know, it might be a niche thing. But $800? What the bloody crap? <laughs> yeah, that that's <sighs> pricey. That's horribly pricey. Okay, into our favorites. Um, my favorite is probably one of the reasons why I haven't slept at all this week. It's Forza Horizon 3. If you had the pre-order for this on Xbox, um, then you've already been playing it for a week. I didn't. Well, I did have the pre-order, but I didn't have the pre-order Ultimate Edition. So I just had it unlock only a few days ago, and I've already racked up probably more hours than I should ever admit. Uh, it's on Xbox One and Windows 10. If you have it on Xbox One, you automatically have it on Windows 10 as well. It's the whole Game Anywhere platform that you can play on both, which is, you know, awesome. Yeah. The game happens in Australia. It's an open-world driver. It's everything you love about racing games from Forza, plus all the real-world just straight-up destruction or mayhem, which it's just so much fun. And I've lost probably a good couple days to it already, and it only launched two days ago. You should check it out. <laughs> nice. Uh, I am a big fan of Fitbit. I got a Fitbit charge uh, a couple years ago for Father's Day. Uh, they have since discontinued it and come out with the Fitbit Charge 2 just in the last few weeks, which is a combination of the Fitbit Charge and the Fitbit Charge HR, if you're familiar with those products. And I recently picked one up. I think I got it Tuesday, uh, so a couple days ago. Uh, replaced my old Fitbit charge with it. And I got to tell you, if you are looking for a fitness tracker, this is definitely one that you want to consider. It has a ton of features and it is not very unreasonably priced. If you don't want to go the full-blown smartwatch route and you're just looking for something a little more simple, uh, the Fitbit Charge 2 is definitely something that you want to look at. And I should note, this is not a paid advertisement. That's an insanely low price. Yeah. And because I replaced my Fitbit charge, which had started to fall apart, uh, they gave me 25% off. So I got it for even lower than what it is. Wow. So, yeah, 149 bucks. So is, is what they sell for on Amazon or on Fitbit.com. You can swap out the wristbands. You can, which the wristband with the charge and the Charge HR was a big failure point. So it's nice that they've addressed that. But yeah, I really like it. I think it's it's great. I it's, know what I'm going to be uh, looking through. Yeah, it's it's really great. I've been very happy with it for just the last few days that I've been using it. All right. Well, that is our episode this week. Again, let us know what you're thinking. Stolen Droids, sorry, feedback at StolenDroids.com. Give us a call at 801-917-GEEK. Follow us on Twitter. Friend us on Facebook. 
Uh, let's take a look at the site next week, shall we? Think that's a good idea? Probably should. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, and until next time, cheers. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.